Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Preacher's Corner. I'm Pastor Jay, and today we're going to be diving back into the book of Revelation for the last time this, this session. And Revelation 22, beginning in verse number 14, finish off the chapter. So without further ado, let us get into prayer. Father, we are grateful for the blessing of this time that we have together and ask that you will watch over us, that you will allow us privilege to finish the book well, and Lord, that we have been able to receive of the truths that you would have us to receive, that we may be prepared to give warning to those who need to hear it, Father, so that they may be able to escape from the wrath to come by receiving their lifeboat of Jesus Christ. We pray that you will bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, last week and Friday, we, we left off here at Revelation twenty two fourteen because I want to get these two very important points in. I want to get you thinking just a little bit. And this is indeed going to be a challenge to the mind. So in verse number 14 and verse number 15, the scripture says, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates of the city. Now, very important words, very important sentence or phrase that we need. May enter through the gates of the city. Now, verse number 15 but outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and the murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Now, here is a, a very tough challenge for people who, who believe that anyone who would be ranked among those who would be considered to be uh, sorcerers, and that word sorcerer is a word for pharmacos. It's a word that we glean from from pharmacy or or from the p profession of pharmacology, which a pharmacist would be one who who mixes chemicals together to create different drugs. Now these drugs may not be illegal, certainly, and they may not be. Uh, drugs that are bad, but that they are drugs that are there to help you. Things like metformin with with uh, people who are diabetic, or or somebody came up with the concept of Tylenol or ibuprofen. These these chemical compounds that would be put together that would that would help us overcome pain or help us through different issues within our lives things like chemotherapy the chemo treatments are chemicals put together by pharmacists and companies that that work that they would be seen in in biblical times as being sorcerers now when we hear the word sorcerer we often think pointy hat long robes white beard <laughs> We, we think about like magicians or things like that but the reality is is that these would be these would be the apothecaries these would be the people who would be mixing the potions and often as being referred to in the scripture as potions that would cause you to be out of your right mind it would be the the drug manufacturers who are creating things like like methamphetamines they would be the drug manufacturers who are making heroin or or, or mixing chemicals together to be able to call speed balls or different things of that nature they, they wouldn't necessarily be the the honest folk that would be trying to help mankind and and help the body but people who are interested in just getting a high that would be the sorcerers now you would think that that these people 
like dogs and and sexually immoral people, murderers, idolaters, you'd think that these people would be the people that would be roasting in hell, right? I mean, if you're if you're gonna be making choices towards this direction in life, this this ought to separate you from from heaven. It ought to separate you from the grace of God and and put you in the peril of hell. The only problem behind this kind of thinking, as most people would approach Revelation 22 and say, well, verse 14 shows you the people that, that honored the Lord, that, that did what he had commanded them to do, maybe not perfectly, but that they did what he commanded them to do. And verse number 15 would be those who who are cast into hell. There's there's only two issues that that strike in this thinking. Anything that would be uh, against God as being cast into hell is one. Hell doesn't exist anymore from Revelation 22's perspective. Hell is done. It's been judged. It's been cast into a lake of fire. The second death has already been accomplished, and all whose names were not found written in the Lamb's Book of Life were already cast in the lake of fire. So by Revelation 22 and verse 14 to 15, we're on the other side of that. Everyone that exists at this current point are all those who have been found written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Their names aren't getting erased simply because of, of what they're being called here dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and loving and practicing a lie these things these offenses are marked upon them without question but they are not offenses that have cast them away from god's grace into hell because there is no hell it's done away with the lake of fire has consumed all that were not written in the lamb's book of life now the second thing that catches those who would have put these people in the lake of fire, let's say, because hell's been judged, it's already done. The second issue that you have with these people being thrown into the lake of fire is the fact that they're outside the gates of the city. So the scripture says, blessed are those in verse number 14 who do his commandments that they may have the right to to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into into the city but outside now the implication of this is outside of the city because that's exactly what we were speaking of in the verse before it that's the context of the area that we're in is is that new jerusalem that is recognized with jesus sitting in the midst of it so we're dealing with a time after the judgment throne after the the revelation of this city and the fact that these people are outside of it now being outside of that city doesn't cast you directly into the lake of fire because we know that there's a new earth that is created we know that there's a new heaven we know that the petals of the tree of life fall to the nations for healing so these people who are outside of the gates of the city indeed receive of the healing of the petals that would fall from the tree of life that would come to the nations. Now, we see these words like sorcerers. Of course, we just define that one. Sorcerers are very simple. It's it's those who, who would have, uh, would be like pharmacists. 
uh, the sexually immoral that that one in itself also is is not too complicated because you have more more than 80 percent i bet you it's even higher in our society today you have a people who have an addiction to to pornography and and this is one of the the largest running addictions in our nation today and this is not this is being sexually immoral this is something that is not uh, according to god it's not in the plan of god is sin and so as people battle with their addictions, as people battle with their their struggles in this, it, it doesn't mean that they are uh, against God, and it doesn't mean that they don't they don't want to serve God or that they don't love God. But they have this challenge that exists in their soul that pulls at them. Their flesh is at war with the spirit, and the less that you strengthen your spirit in Christ the more your flesh is going to have power over you and and it may overcome you and it may uh keep you from being able to have the blessing of that that new Jerusalem to be able to enter into but it does not mean that you'll be cast into that lake of fire that's already been dealt with those people are already gone whose names were not found written in the lamb's book of life so this is very interesting, isn't it? Remember, murderers were, were revealed by the same writer of Revelation as being those who hate their brother. Murder is, is an issue of the heart. It's not an activity of the flesh. And so before a person ever, even let's say physical murder, before a person ever even strikes out and kills someone, the decision is made in the heart before the activity is completed in the flesh. And so uh, I'm a really tough opponent to the people who, who have these concepts of crimes of passion and the point of crimes of passion. I don't argue with the term crimes of passion. What I argue with is that you didn't know what you were doing at the time that you committed this crime. That I do not believe. I, and I do not agree with it. Now, you may be in a rage that has gone apart from your ability to, to control yourself, but there and again, that's another problem is that you have not been surrendering your heart to Christ this whole time. But it doesn't, it still doesn't change the fact that you knew exactly what you were doing. Because you didn't have the self-control to, to keep yourself from doing these things, does, does, that's one thing. But you knew exactly what you were doing. And the people that claim not guilty and then utilize the term it was crime of passion, I didn't know what I was doing. I don't buy it because everything we do, everywhere we go, everything we say, every, everything about us is thought before it's acted upon. Everything. <laughs> Even if that thought was was a nanosecond even if that thought was just just one second and then you jumped into it and you said oh boy i probably shouldn't have done that doesn't matter you thought it before you did it because action cannot take place without consideration existing and so we see that that he said, Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city okay who do his commandments 
what we find is outside the gates of the cities are those who did belong to him but didn't do his commandments that that is so vital verses 14 and 15 are directly connected to first corinthians chapter number three and first corinthians chapter number three beginning in verse number nine it's very important to understand this he says for we are god's fellow workers you are god's field you are god's building According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. Now this is the difference between those in verse 14 and those in verse 15. How he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, He will suffer a loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? (laughs) And, And Paul goes on. It's just a really good chapter. But needless to say, and this is the very point outside that gate. So he says you will be judged. But you will make it through that fire because your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And this is a very important point uh, to be made is, is those who do his commandment. Remember, he said how you build upon this is, is what's important. Those who do his commandments, as James would say, be a doer of the word, not a hearer only, uh, he said they have the right to the tree of life and may they have the right to enter through the gates into the city now there are other people verse number 15 that are outside that gate that are not going to be permitted to be able to enter into that gate it doesn't mean that they have lost their lives just because those who have served the lord do have right to the tree of life do have the ability to eat the fruits and be right there with jesus doesn't mean that the people outside of it have any less life. They have the same salvation. They have the same life. It is eternal. And the the leaves, as we saw in Revelation 22, up to verses 1 through 5, the leaves will come down and nourish them with the healing of the nations. There's no question about it. But they will not be allowed access to the new jerusalem they will be outside the gates and that is what is revealed in verse number 15 there is the possibility that you find yourself a child of god no question there at the end in with the new jerusalem with the new heaven and the new earth no question but not permitted to enter because of those things of the flesh that overcame you instead of you getting those things under submission by the Spirit, and you surrendered. So you're outside the gates. Now, verse number 16 is something to think about, guys. you got to think about that. 
Verse number 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bride and morning star. Very important to understand about the churches. Now, the church is has no lost people in it. And it's in recognition to this point that is being given. The Bible is meant for saved people. It's not meant for lost people. You were meant for lost people as you filled your heart with the word of God so that you could go out and warn the lost of the wrath to come. You could go out and tell the lost of the love of God. You could go out and and give all of the scriptures to the lost in so much that they see Jesus in you and that they would turn to Jesus and live. So the word of God is given to the saved, is given to the church in specific, but the word of God is given unto the saved. Now, the word of God will come to to the not just the church, but to the Jews as well, provided they accept Jesus as the Messiah. Certainly, he can bring a healing to their nation and a healing to the, the whole world as the Gentiles and the Jews unite around the Messiah that was sent by God. But the church is given the scriptures for the purpose of being the evangelist of God. And he says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. So the testimony of these truths are to be uh, brought out in the churches and then lived out in your personal lives so that the world around you may be able to know. Did you catch that? So the information that comes from the word of God is to be brought out in the churches so that you can then take them and live them out in your life to impact the world for Jesus. Very important for you to understand. Now, Jesus makes known again, just as he had said in John chapter number 16, that I am the true vine. He said, I am the root and the offspring of David. I am the root from where David comes from. I am the offspring of the lineage of David. I come from the kings of Judah, the bright and morning star. There is a danger that, that people uh, attach to this bright and morning star. As concerning the connection to Lucifer, of course, now I understand that the King James Bible is one of the few translations, one of three translations that I can think of, that actually reveal the name of Satan in, in Isaiah chapter number 14, right about verse number 11, as the scripture would call him Lucifer, the son of the morning. Uh, many translations say, say that that which is fallen from heaven, fallen from the grace of God, is recognized in that old Satan and the devil as being the bright morning star. And then, of course, you come to Revelation twenty-two sixteen, and Jesus said, I'm the bright morning star. Then you have this great confusion or this great controversy as concerning Jesus falling from heaven because of the connection of, of the way that words work. But the reality is, is that Satan is not a bright and morning star at all. Though he is recognized as the son of the dawn or the son of, of the morning, that in no way implies that he is the same as Jesus, as Mormons would have you to believe that Satan and Jesus were equally created beings at the same period of time. Uh, not the case. 
Jesus stands separated as the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And it comes down in verse number 17. It says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. Now, the Holy Spirit is beckoning mankind to come unto salvation. The bride, the bride is recognized as those of that new Jerusalem, and they are beckoning to come. So the bride is, is those of the new Jerusalem that I had said just a minute ago that, that are also called the church of Jesus. The bride, uh, he said that he was the bridegroom and that we were the bride. So our call is the same as the Holy Spirit. And by the way, it should be because the Holy Spirit is what connects us together into the body to be a part of this bride. And so we beckon the world to come to Messiah, to Jesus. He said, let him who hears say come. Of course, obviously, if you, you're able to hear what the Spirit is saying at this point, then you would be calling everyone to come to it. And you, you wouldn't be willing that any should perish, like Second Peter chapter number 3. And verse number 9 says that God is not slack concerning his promise, as some men consider slackness. He said, but he's long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, if we are hearing what God is saying about these end-time circumstances and events, then we ought to be out there shouting from the rooftops, Come! Come to Christ! Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come, 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 come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Jesus is that water of life. I mean, that whole conversation that he had with the woman at the well in John chapter number 4 to 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 literally bid her to take drink of the water of life. Revelation in, in John chapter number 8, I mean, all through the book of John, he's recognized the bread of life. He's recognized as, as the water of life. And, and and he's just calling on people to come. I mean, he he's freely willing to give of himself to you. Why will we not receive him? He said, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these these things... God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. Now, this is one of those moments that a lot of people are scared to death to even bother to read through the book of Revelation. Or it's one of those moments where people are uh, say that Revelation is too complicated to be able to study or that it's too much to be able to understand is because they, they fear this very point. He says, I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things... God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. And so you say, well, man, we don't want to screw it up. I mean, we don't want to... We don't want to be wrong in any given point because if I'm going to add to something that really isn't there uh, and what we talk about adding to things that really aren't there is embellishing upon something that that we think exists or that we think ought to be or the way we 
think it's going to happen or the way we see it's going to happen. Say, well, if I do that and I add to these things, then God's going to put all of the plagues of the of, that are written in this book. Now, is it the book of Revelation or is it the book of the whole, like the whole Bible, the 66 in one volume? Well, needless to say, if you say it's just the book of Revelation as being the the very specific point of verses 18 and 19, you're already dealing with every plague that was written throughout the scriptures. As you recall in Revelation chapter number 11, when you're dealing with the two witnesses, power was given unto them to perform all of the plagues that happened against Egypt. And, and so we understand that, that if you're going to say that it's just the book of Revelation, like you were trying to minimize the amount of plagues you might have to face, just understand that you are submitting yourself to every plague that was uh, ever written or recorded by man as to what God had did because that is the, the very plagues that have been revealed in the book of Revelation. But above and beyond that you'll find very specific things like the critters you'll find the chariots you'll find the 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 devastations that god did to the earth so there's some plagues so to speak above and beyond what we find written in the rest of the scriptures this is very important to understand we rather it's referring to the whole bible or it's just referring to the book of revelation which essentially it sums up the whole bible um you're dealing with those things so you really don't want to get this wrong, right? You really want to hear the words of the prophecy of this book, and you don't want to add anything to it. So how do we know if we've added anything to this book? The answer to that question is found in the means by which you study this book. As we have done so here on the Preacher's Corner for the last, I don't know, well, certainly for the last year, uh, as as being the preacher's corner, but with me at Morgan's, I mean, we've studied this book how many times? This is the fourth, I believe it's the fourth time uh, that we've studied this book. And as we study this book, we simply go line upon line, just like Isaiah chapter number 55 teaches us that we ought to be uh, studying the scriptures as he says line upon line and precept upon precept here a little and there a little so we we focus on each word we look to each sentence each section and and we focus on what it's saying instead of trying to make it say something that it doesn't and oftentimes when you study your bible this way you're going to discover that there are a lot of things written in the word of god that that are speaking directly at you you're going to find that there are a lot of things written in the Word of God that you would rather pass by and not have to go over because when you go line upon line, when you when you pull out the precepts that are being spoken of, oftentimes the Word of God is going to chastise the studier as much as is going to chastise the people who receive from that study. And so regularly as I come across these things and as I study the words of God that, that I'm, I'm being convicted, that I'm having to face uh, realities of my own soul, and thus I bring those realities out because everybody needs correction. Everybody has walked in a sinful way. 
Everybody battles with the nature of their flesh, is warring against their spirit. Everybody faces that every day, if not every week. And we all need the same kind of basic help. We need the Word of God. But we don't need somebody to tell us what the Word of God says for our lives. We don't need... Uh, uh, overlords that are just going to make us go in certain directions or make us do certain things. What we need is the Word of God clarified. We just need an explanation of the Scriptures so that once we grasp a hold of what that Scripture is saying, we can apply it to our lives and we can serve the Lord. Because service to the Lord is, is not not some some king telling his subjects what they're going to do service to the lord is an individual person submitting themselves to christ and serving the lord as he lives in their heart and directs them to serve him now in the essence that i spoke a king ruling over the subjects i'm referring to earthly kings demanding certain directions demanding certain ways demanding certain things from the subjects of course we are to be servants of the lord jesus christ and we are to recognize that he is our king that we are his subjects that relationship is good but from an earthly perspective, to to cling upon the words of a man as to what that man says that God says, instead of that person clarifying scripture so that you can live for God according to God's word, that's never good. And so when we consider the addition of of the things of the book of revelation if if there were some cockamamie prophecies and a lot of there's a lot of these prop, uh, prophetic places that are speaking out on youtube and they got all kinds man I've, I've been listening to some of these guys and after like two three minutes i just have to turn it off because there's all kinds of crazy prophecies that are being spoken of out there as as claiming to be a part of revelation but as many times as i've read through this book i've not seen any one of those prophecies and that would be a a a a way to explain the addition of things to uh, the, the the book of this prophecy is because that those guys they're way out there so well, why aren't they why aren't, why aren't the plagues added unto them? Well, because we see that God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book, but he doesn't tell us when those plagues would be added to him. Now it may be of a situation where they have to face it in this life, but but then again, perhaps they could go and they could they could be just as as wrong and as wicked and as crazy as they want to be and that at at the time of their earthly passing that they face an eternity of the plagues that God would add to them because they added to this book and there's no escaping it then to have to deal with those those plagues on the earth now that you would have to suffer is one thing but keep in mind that God God doesn't dwell with the temporary. God deals with the, the eternal. So those plagues may be waiting for those people when they enter into the pit that they have to face those plagues for eternity, ravishing them because they added to the things that are written in this book. Who's to say? 
He says, if anyone takes away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, you take, you remove parts of it. You remove words from it. You, you alter the, the sentence structure, change the way that things are written so that you can satisfy yourself or satisfy a certain people or a select group of people. If, if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, you explain it away. You, you don't explain realities. That's why this, this whole session of, of Scripture's study is called the reality of revelation is because if we're, if we're finding ways to cleverly escape the reality of revelation by, by taking away from the words of the book, then, uh, yeah, we, we may very well lose our part in the book of life. Now, as we saw back up in verses 14 and 15, that there are those who are outside the gates whose names are found written in the book of life. They're just not allowed entry into the New Jerusalem here at this point. The, the warning takes us to this position where if we're going to mess with God's word in, <clears throat> in this current life, now, what was in 14 and 15 is in that heavenly life, that life apart from the world in, in the time of, of New Jerusalem, in the time that is to come. Here in verse number 18 and 19, we reach a place where we're back into our current moment, back into our current day. You mess with God's word. I mean, rather you're going to add to anything or you're going to take away from anything. The whole point that is being made in verses 18 and 19 is if you mess with God's word and you do not teach it in truth and you do not adhere to it and follow it as an individual hide it in your hearts so you may reveal it to other people if, if you do not do these things not only are you going to have plagues added to you but you're not going to be allowed even to stand outside that gate now granted there's dogs and sorcerers and murderers and idolaters and there's people that didn't get get their heart right with God even though they belong to him and I understand that but this is a, a position where you are adamantly against God in, in a total rebellion denying his word by altering it or by adding to it you're denying God's word those who created that that uh, <clears throat> the Jehovah's Witness Bible for instance those who who would make the the Book of Mormon and the Pearl of Great Price and 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 the the scriptures that that they would adhere to more than to the Word of God? Those those different groups of people who would literally take away from God's Word or try to add to God's Word so that they could justify their positions for their religions or do justify their their activities or rituals of sorts. They're taken from the Book of Life. They've never, they they have either never been ascribed in the book of life or they, they will be taken out, taken from the book of life. That's exactly what God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city and from the things which are written in the books. He's just going to lose it all. 
as you're chasing your own desire. As much as it is a challenge to have to consider verse number 15, there's the challenge to have to consider verse number 19. So as to say, how would it be possible for people to be in be in that time of New Jerusalem, but still be designated as those who were dogs and sorcerers and lovers of lies that, that would be outside of that city, but they're still at that city. And we say, well, that's got to be hell. It's It's got to be a, a, a separation from God. It's got to be that lake of fire. But the reality is, is the lake of fire has already been judged. It's already been cast aside. It's, it's out of the presence of God. The only thing that's left is those whose names have been found written in the Lamb's book of life. That's it. That's all that's left. And yet still we discover that there, there would be those who, who would not be allowed entry into that new Jerusalem, which of course, that's okay. They've got this whole brand new earth to be able to dwell upon. There's no issue there. There's a place for them, but it would be out. It is considered uh, the position of outer darkness because Jesus is is in that new Jerusalem and you don't have access to it. But in the same vein, it's difficult to, to come to verse number 19 and realize that if we are not faithful to Jesus and faithful to his word, to the truth of it, of its of its writings where if we mess with the word of god if we fail to teach it correctly if we fail to 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 um, just take the words as they are and we add to it or we take away from it to be able to justify our positions in this life or justify our feelings or justify us entirely as not being sinners then we will have our part taken from the book of life. I mean, it says it. It's that You couldn't get any more clear in this, that God shall take away his part from the book of life and from the holy city and from those things which are written in this book. Plain and simple. So th- there is the challenge of the Calvinist thought, which would be verse number 15. It says that even though you would be seen as these things before God, that because of his promise and and your determined end, you will be at that city. And a more Arminian uh, belief of the potential of you essentially separating yourself from God's covenant by the rebellion that would take place in your heart revealed in verse number 19 as he would say if anyone takes away from the words of this book this prophecy that's something that you personally do you made the choice to to take away God will then take away your part out of the book of life like Jesus if you're ashamed of me before men I'm going to be ashamed of you before God. If you choose not to share me with with people, then I'm not going to share you with God. I mean, guys, these are the challenges we face in this faith. But the end result is is that both, both challenges, rather the Calvinist or the Arminian, both challenges bring us to the same point that we need to be faithful to Jesus. On the one hand, we may have right to the the tree of life. We may enter in through the gates of the city and be right there with Jesus. On the other hand, it's that our name would be taken away from the, the, 
book of life and that we we have effectively surrendered our salvation unto a condemnation because of the choices that we made but either side that you want to go on you're still separated from god you're still separated from jesus because the rebellion in your heart look just real simple just get saved just get right with god you have you have this moment you have right now just just get saved and just get right with god become faithful serve the lord while it is day for the night comes when no man can work serve the lord this isn't complicated he who testifies these things says surely i am coming quickly even so come lord jesus the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Father, we thank you for this day, for this opportunity, and for the the hope that we have in the future. We ask thy blessing upon it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, God bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. And I'll catch you tomorrow, either with um, the book of Proverbs or with the book of um jude we might jump into jude so you'll just have to find out by tuning in tomorrow till then god bless take care